This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion and analysis of the Champions League and, of course, the Premier League. I'm Robbie Musto, he's Robbie Earl, and here are today's topics. Manchester City go top of the table with a 3-1 win over Arsenal at the Emirates. What does that mean for the title race? Plus, Spurs fall to Italian champions AC Milan 1-0 in the Champions League round of 16. Borussia Dortmund go 1-0 up over Chelsea in Germany. Bayern take a 1-0 lead over PSG in their first leg. And talks between Southampton and Jesse March have reportedly broke down. That's what we've got coming up in today's episode. Hello, mate. Should okay, we, Robbie, uh, yeah, um, just got out of studio. Uh, the biggest game of the yeah. season, I think. Uh, the headlines were um, Arsenal 1, Manchester City 3. City move into first place on goal difference. Uh, Arsenal got that game in hand. Um, big picture. Let, let's go on a big picture, mate, from the game. What, what, what have we learned about both these teams? What, what did you take away from the, the, the result and the performances? Well, lots. I mean, there's lots to get into, mate. I mean, if, if we start, I guess, with the end before we get into the details. Yeah. Um, takeaway was a couple of things, really. First, first off, Arsenal can't make two, maybe three really mm. big errors and expect to get away with it from when you play against Man City. Um, I thought the front players of Man City showed... That they're champions, they made a difference in the with the final ball, the final finish. You know, the finish from De Bruyne. You know, other bits of play from De Bruyne and Bernardo Silva helping out scoring goals. Jack Grealish takes his opportunity really well. So the big time players showed up for City when they needed them and when they got the opportunity through terrible mistakes. Really trying mm-hmm. to play out from the back for Arsenal and Arsenal's front three didn't really have a, a major impact in, the, in, in, impact in the game, Rob. That being said, first half was pretty even. Yeah. And my notes kind of thought, you know what? Arsenal looked a little better in the first half. Adjustments by Pep. Akanji coming on, playing yeah. centre-back. Nathan Ake going to, to left-back. That was a weird match-up. Yeah. Saka versus yeah. Bernardo Silva <laughs> in the first half, which, which looked like, wow, this is, this is going to be good for Arsenal. But I, I just, yeah, back to the big picture. I mean, it's easy to say the... the, the, the you know, the champions played like champions, mm. but you, you give them, Rob, those giveaways. Yeah. And by the way, we'll get into the details, but uh, Tommy Asu at right fullback, that's a mistake, wasn't it, from Arteta? That was a mistake. Before, before that awful error for the goal, De Bruyne goal, his passing was off. He gave it away nearly every time he got it. So it's like it, that he looked nervous. Um, big game for him, a big call by Mikel Arteta, leaving uh, Ben White on the bench, brings Ben White on in the 80. 80- sixth minute I think so there's lots of little details I think that led to it but but bigger picture of course City now are fighting fired up from those allegations from the Premier League they're right back at it I'm sure many people have them favourites to go on and win it from now on 
I still think there's there's a long way to go. Um, but no, Man City showed up, mate, in that final third where Arsenal didn't. Yeah, and, and, and I got the sense, you know, in terms of football, Rob, and, and times that their, their build-up, their possession, I, I believe they had um, something like 60-odd percent possession of the ball. I think Pep had 36 percent some number around there that the, our stats people were telling us, mm. which is the lowest he's had as a manager. That you know, Arsenal, I thought at times were quite progressive. I thought that you know their, their football was, was decent, certainly in the first half, and they created chances. Rob, they, they created you know, and Ketty had as a great header before anybody scored in the game. Mm. They get down the sides once or twice and get balls across the box. They don't finish. The, there was another Enketia shot that got blocked quite early on, and. As you say, you're talking about difference in, in both penalty box had, had such a difference, whereas at the other end of the pitch, as you, you've just rightly said, when City got their chances, I don't know if that's what mm. the, the champions do, the, the title does, knowing what you've got to do in those situations, but they, they put the finish on it um, in a way. I just thought that the, I got, there was a spell around 70-ish minutes on the clock, Rob, where... I felt a tension about Arsenal, which was, was Gabriel was making a few bad mistakes. Uh, Sinjenko was making yep. some poor decisions. Yeah. Um, they were almost giving yep. themselves problems. And, and I just wondered, Rob, is that, the, is that the thing that we didn't know? Is that the thing we had to find out about Arsenal? Like, in that nitty-gritty, when the game's going to be in the balance, when it's, you know, we know how City are going to react. Liverpool have shown, uh, uh, can testify to... The last five years, they'll keep going. They'll keep going all the way through. I just felt that it was mm. a something switched a bit in Arsenal. Something I, I, I don't know if it was maybe fear of losing the game or, or I don't know fear of winning and so much. But just felt their mentality changed in, in that period, and then City took took that on, smelt it, and went on and got the win. Are you talking about Rob? Where? You know, it's almost programmed in with Arsenal now defensively that they play out. Yeah. They, they yeah. play out and they're brilliant at it. And for the vast majority of time, it works great. Yeah. And there's not any issues. Man City are very good pressers when they're at their best. We know that. I'm sure they can almost read the style from Mikel Arteta yeah. from his time at... at, at know that it's a very similar approach. I just thought that period you're talking about, you're right. I mean, there's a couple of times, obviously, the, for Gabriel for the goal, Zinchenko, I think just before that, tried yeah, to back heel, and well. they got away with that. Mm. Is that is that the bit that, that you guys and Lee and Graham at Pitchside talked about, the experience? And sometimes... Yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> Sometimes you just got to go a little bit longer. Now I know I know that philosophy is a philosophy, but I think Mikel Arteta talked about it in his yeah, interview, yeah. Rob. That he, that sometimes you've got to adjust to the situation and play a little safer because that's what I mean. Two of the two of the goals, three goals, were from just basic Long errors goal. of trying to keep it. Yeah, just trying to keep it. I mean, if Tommy Asu is not sure. Turn, turn to the right side and try and hook up the line or knock it out of play. Yeah. Same thing with, with Gabriel, like it, just forcing it, forcing the philosophy, which has been brilliant for them. So it's hard to criticise too yeah. much. That's what the manager wants in general. But a game like that, with what was it, what was at stake? God, they didn't have to give. I mean, you've got to give credit for City for, yeah. for for pushing and for pressing and for pouncing on those errors that they did so efficiently. Um, but that's the frustrating thing for Arsenal. I'm sure the manager and the players and the fans that, God, they were close. They were, they were right at it first half, but you give them a sniff city. And, and as we saw, they'll, they'll finish you off. And I think Rob, you know, I mean, you make a good point there. And I, I, try, I was trying to sort of get it across to Bex as well, is that 
It shouldn't be doom and gloom because, you know what, for periods, they played mm. better football than City. And for periods, you know, and if you can say, we've learned something from this, we take this on, we understand a little bit more when those mm. moments come. This ain't over yet. This, this shouldn't be over. And this is part of their learning, development. We've said about this young squad and a new manager, it's all new too. I just thought that the, they should in no way like brush over the errors because it's important that you, you recognise bad decisions at bad times in the game. But I also think there was a lot to take from the game, Rob. They went toe-to-toe with the, with the best team, one of the best teams we've seen in English football and at times had more control and passed the ball better. I'm talking more in the first half, but they, they, got, they played out of some good situations in the first half. Um, and didn't really have a finishing finishing touch to, to some of it. it well, could have been different. And I agree, Rob, and, and that's why, you know, my opening thought mm. was them front three players, Rob, when there was good opportunities, good situations, that final ball, and Ketchia's headed opportunities. Yeah. Now, I know, like, this front line cost, like, $7 million, the four, three of them. They're super young. There's a big, bright future ahead of them. But I guess this is... You know, this is the Premier League, and this is going for the title of the Premier League against Manchester City, a formidable side that have been brilliant for seasons after seasons. To, to, to get past them and to finish uh, as champions, I guess those young players have got to step up and perform yeah. um, immediately. And just today, you know, Martinelli was quiet. Yeah. I mean, Saka had Ooh, moments. Yeah. Uh, Ketia didn't quite... You know, you compare that with you know, so De Bruyne and Grealish's goal and Haaland touch and finishes, takes his one, and... And Bernardo Silva's, I think, through ball for, for I'm not sure which goal, the, the Grealish goal, the cleverness, Rob. The, the Grealish goal is a great example, isn't it? Bernardo Silva just quickly, was it him that turns and, oh, it's Gundogan. Gundogan's quick turn, oh, yeah, lays it over for just that little bit of quality. Yeah, that little bit of quality was the difference. But as you said, I've, I've got the, the Arsenal games coming up, Rob, here. They, if they win their game in hand, which is, mm. I think is in a few weeks' time, yeah. They'll go three points clear. And the next few for them are Leicester away, Everton, Bournemouth, Fulham, Palace, Leeds, yeah. before they play uh, Liverpool no on the 8th of six, April. So, yeah. No top six in about five or six. So, I mean, you know, it, it, you guys said that the game at the weekend is absolutely massive at Villa Park. Couldn't agree more. It's how they react, Rob. And, mm. and, and just, can you remember? I, I think I remember, like, we talked about Arsenal winning the title. Yeah. And I said I think they're going to do it. And I'm not changing mm. I'm not changing on the back of that, um, yeah. but it was it was it was the little detail. I forgot what I was going to say now, but there, there was oh yeah. My thought was when they have a blip, and this was by the way when they were flying a few weeks ago. Yeah. When they have a blip, how long is that blip going to last? Yeah. And that's it. Mm. If they have a blip for one two games, you know, maybe maybe three if it's a draw or whatever, they've got to get winning again because they won the first like thirteen out of fifteen or something crazy. So this this is where we're in, we're in it right now. We're in it right now, Arsenal. How long is this little blip going to last before you get winning again? Because if you start winning again immediately at Villa Park, then there's no reason, you know, it's kind of in your control. You've got the extra points with that game in hand that they can't go on and do it. But but granted, psychologically, that's difficult. They've got to play Man City again this season. Um, but, I, you know, what? I loved it, Rob. The controversies, yeah. um, the decisions, the referee, you know, the calls and stuff, which you're, I, I want to ask your opinion about that, yeah. um, the penalty given. There was lots to admire in the game. I just enjoyed the game because of the tension around the Emirates Stadium, yeah. mate. Yeah. Really good. Yeah, it was one of those where I said to Bex, you get up in the morning, you've got a little bit of butterflies and you're not playing, you're a thousand yeah, miles away big. from it, but it, you know it's big, you know this is going to have a... a a bearing on, on where the, the title went on. I don't think it, it's title-defining. I think people were saying that. I think it, it, 
it's an indicator and mm. it tells us that, you know, Arsenal have got work to do. But I also, Rob, from, from Arsenal's point of view, and again, in no way am I saying, but City still seem to me like there's a team that might drop the odd game here and there. And, and so if, if you're Arsenal, you, totally. you've, you've got to put yeah. one of those runs in. And I think Lee said very cleverly on, on, on the, um, from the gantry today, he said, if you can have your blip, your blip have it now. And then kick back into gear yeah. again and finish the season off well. You know, you don't want to have that blip towards mm. the end of the season. So, in some respect, if it's this three game blip that has happened, they've lost two of those three, one point from nine, but then they go on a winning run again and, you know, then they, they face um, City at the Etihad in, um, in April, I think it is, in that game, isn't it? Then that mm. one could be, that mm. one could be a, a title decider. Yeah, I mean, City, City uh, they've lost four games. You know, they, they're still, they can't afford to lose many no. more. Mm. You know, with that game in hand that, that Arsenal have, if City lose the next yeah. two or three games, like, which they've shown that they've done before, mm. uh, then it's game on again. Just going back to some of the specifics, Rob, yeah, I thought it was interesting, yeah. the penalty decision. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so well, the penalty decision... Did you think it was a penalty, is the first question? Because, I mean, it's well, quite let, many let, people... Let me say... Yeah, well, I haven't seen many. I haven't seen. I've seen more people that, that didn't think it was a penalty, yeah. and yeah. that's where uh, that, that's where I fell. I think the fact that I don't know what it's like up in the commentary position in the games. Yeah. The fact that Graham and Lee initially, after probably maybe one or two replays, didn't know where the penalty was, I think is is an indicator. I, I think it was a natural. I thought it was very soft. I think a goalkeeper that comes off his line and attempt yeah. to save the ball, and the shot, you know, is unaffected. He gets his shot off, and there's a coming together. You know, I thought it was very soft. I think you see players coming together, Rob, a lot. You know, and I know that the argument of if it's anywhere anywhere else on the field, it's it's a it's a uh, it's a it's a foul. I, I just think with inside the penalty box, we know that that's not the case. Things change all the time. There's yeah. never you don't get a lot of dinky little fouls you see as, as penalty on the on the general field of play. So yeah. I thought it was a little clumsy. I think it, nobody is batting an eyelid if nothing's given there. Everybody continues to play the game. When he points to the spot, I mean, like, literally, like, where? What, what, what was that? Someone on the line, somebody handball it. So I thought it was very soft. And yeah. I think most referees, and I know subjective, I think most referees would not have given that, given what we've seen uh, in previous games and, and in, in similar-ish situations. So I was surprised it was given, but I totally understand you, Tim, I think Lee Dixon thought strongly it was yeah. after being yeah. not sure what it was for. Before that, and Graham, I don't think, thought it was a penalty as well. So I get a split, yeah. and, I, yeah. and, I, and of course I'll, I'll get both sides of it, Rob, but for mm. me, I thought it was, was very, very soft. What was your take? Yeah, I, I, listen, I heard and, and was with Tim, and it was interesting with Tim because initially, as it, as it happened, he went, no. And then the more he saw it, he went, yeah, I can see why it's given. It's a soft one, but I can see why it's given. I'll give you my take on it, mate. And, and again, everybody can have a take, and it's debatable. And listen, if it hadn't been given, and it went, it did go to VAR, by the way, in yeah. VAR, so it wasn't clear. No that was, yeah. you know, it was always going to yeah. be the case. But I think if he hadn't given it, he might have said it wasn't a clear and obvious error. So, you know, it was all, all on the referee's decision. My take yeah. was yeah. that Eddie Nketiah gets there in the box and gets his shot away. Now, I think for, yeah. for the, the... And I'm talking about the amount of contact that Edison has, I think is too strong for... Sometimes you bump in or... 
the amount of contact tells me he's made a poor decision flying out of his goal if the striker's going to get there first. The second point that becomes an important one for me, and I always try and put myself in that situation, Rob, is maybe if, 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 if I get there, tow the ball, it goes out of play, and I hit him, I kind of go, well, it's gone out of play. But if I tow the ball to goal and he's there, and I can maybe get a block or get another shot, something off as the guy's trying to clear the ball off the line, I think it was Ake, one of the defenders, actually is kicking the ball off the line, and that's when I get hit, then that's obstructing That's stopping me. That's a foul. That's foul play because I could maybe get my, a second bite of that as I'm going through. So the speed at which he came, the poor decision, and the, the inability for me to continue to try and make the most of a chance because the ball didn't go out of play. The ball stayed in play. For me, I felt it was a, was a mm. penalty kick. I, I get it's a bit soft. I, get, mm. I understand why people don't see it, but I can only talk from putting myself in that position. If I was uh, Eddie and Ketty, I would have, would have absolutely screamed for a penalty. Just last last point on me, Rob, with it, and I get yeah. that, and I and I, of course I respect your opinion mm. and stuff on that. Don't you think we've seen we see a lot more of, you know, think of a scenario where a player is about to shoot, a defender yeah. comes in to try and block it, the shot goes off, and they kind of there's contact after the shot, maybe goes over the bar, but it's like that you, that that wouldn't be given as a penalty. Like shot comes in, you kind of block it, he gets a shot away, you just you, you you follow into him a little bit. I just think that's part and parcel of challenging for the football. There are natural comings together. Um, but anyway, listen, it didn't it didn't it didn't affect the game. Didn't it didn't matter. It's just an interesting one. Yeah. I think any time that we if I hear you or Lee Dixon or Graham and we 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 have different opinions, then it's worth having a chat because it, it just shows how the, more than how one difficult the job is, the referees. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just a bit more. Where does that leave Arsenal, Rob? For the, uh, the just just bigger picture for Arsenal yeah. with the title race. Um, what what do you think? How does it affect them going forward now? Um, well, sadly, become the shoes we've talked about. I think getting the next win, the next win is is the most important thing now for Mikel Arteta. I think there, mm. will, there will be a little bit of having to lift a few spirits. I think the players knew what this was and and, and what the result means. Um, but a mm. win against Villa and. You know, you, you, your game in hand, you can keep the belief. He said before the game, he, he was looking for the belief and bravery of his team. He said after the game, he's got more belief. Mm. I think with how they played and how they handled certain parts of the game, we, you know, we shouldn't take, you know, they made errors in defensive areas and didn't take um, a chances at the top end of the pitch. So you put that combination together, you're probably not going to win, certainly against Man City. But um, they're still in it, Rob. Absolutely, still, it's still in the, in the mm, place where mm. we are now. Listen, mm. if in a month or six weeks' time, this runs can a few draws, a couple of losses, and that we might say, you know what, it, it was too much for them. That wobbles hurt them. But right now, that's they're still in the race. Rob, just last comment before we move on to to the next mm. game. You know, like City, and it's amazing. Like in this club, can't it make idiots of everybody? <laughs> I mean, how long ago is it where we're all saying? Something wrong at City. Yeah. Something's not yeah. right. Not playing to the strengths of, of Erlen Haaland, and he's not doing this, and they're not doing that. And why is he doing this? And why is he playing this three-two-five? And what, you know, all these different systems. I mean, it, <laughs> I mean, of course, we want to break down every blooming yeah, minute that they yeah. play in every game. But yeah. City are champions, and they find ways. And mm. like you said on the broadcast, Rob, this is the time where they usually get it together. But isn't it just an example of, gosh, when when City lose or have a couple of bad results? 
And we, we're, I'm guilty. I admit it. Like yeah. you start to think, well, yeah. hang on a minute. Can they go again? Have they got it in there? I just wonder, Rob. And the last question for you: yeah. the the allegations against Manchester City mm. with the Premier League now, mm. of course, charging them with all these hundred um, breaking yeah. of the of the uh, laws and stuff. Is that added, added a little yeah. dimension, a little bit of mm. fire in their belly between Absolutely. now and the end of the season? Absolutely. Do you remember after mm. the Spurs game, they were they were two 0 down with Spurs, one four two. He came out and he blasted the players. He blasted the fans, yeah, he, he blasted did, yeah. the expectancy, mm. and it almost like he just wanted to get everything going a little bit, didn't he? I think the allegations have done that for mm. him, Rob. And the other thing, just before we finish, yeah. I want to say is that, and, and listen, we'll be talking about Pep long after he's gone and what he's done for English football and all that, and whether he's played the 3 2 5 today and his systems and all those mm. things that we, we as people who, who love mm. the tactics of the game, can't wait. But there was a period, Rob, when Sir Alex Ferguson had his Manchester United teams and they started to win the titles and they won two, three, four, five. And the questions were always asked, how do you keep the hunger with that group? Because we played against those teams and they just were relentless. And this Manchester City team mm. are relentless in a different way, probably with more football mm, and more skill. But he deserves yeah. a lot of credit for this, Rob, in terms of exactly mm. what you said. Yeah, you know, handled it. He plays with no striker, a false nine. Can't win a title like that, he does it. Inverted fullbacks, a goalkeeper coming out. Then now he gets Haaland in. And they continue. The hunger and the drive and the will and the desire are things that are easy to say. But sometimes, Rob, you get soft. You get soft when you've won things. You get soft when you've got money. You get soft when you get a big contract. There's none of that around the football club. And I think that stoking up was one of those occasions after that Spurs game where he just felt, listen... I've got mm. all my players, they've got all the medals, maybe the Champions League's a big one for them to come, but they, you know, they, mm. they've got lots of money now. How do I drive these players on again? And he finds different ways of doing it. If you and your grandma don't speak the same language, it can be hard to express your love for her. McDonald's can help. To celebrate the launch of the new Grandma McFlurry, McDonald's is inviting fans to visit sweetconnections.ai, where you can record a video message for grandma that's translated into her native language. The tech will clone your voice, reanimate your face, and translate your words so that you look like you're speaking another language. Check out sweetconnections.ai, then get a Grandma McFlurry at McDonald's. Available for a limited time. At participating McDonald's, select languages available. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. NetCredit is here to say yes, because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partners. NetCredit. Credit to the people. No, well said, mate. Well said. Um, City roll on. What a great result. That's a massive result for them. Blimenek, just, just top quality. Okay, let's move it on. Okay, what's next up? Champions League, of course, has yeah. returned. Knockout stages of that. Brilliant, brilliant competition. Um, again, all these games going on at the same time. Mm. We got, I got double screens uh, <laughs> Wednesday and Tuesday. Uh, okay, AC Milan versus Tottenham, Rob. Yeah. So, yeah. Spurs so away was, in Milan, yeah. That was, yeah, that was yesterday. yesterday. San Siro. Mm. Um, 1-0. 1-0 um, to Tottenham. 
uh, Brahim Diaz, Brian the Diaz former City yeah. player. I think he went to went to uh, Real Madrid. He's at DC mm. Milan on loan, scores yeah. the goal. Kind of a, a double, kind of dives in to head over the line. Um, so I had, a, I had a good look at this, Rob. Yeah. And, and I guess this, this Milan, I know Milan are champions from last year in Serie A, mm. but it's not a very good Milan team. No. It's no. just not. There's been a little bit of infighting this season. They're having a bit of a struggle. Um, I expected Tottenham to go there and, and do better get a better result. Now, of course, for Tottenham's point of view, mm. uh, Bear was suspended, Robin midfield, Benzikers yeah. out with an ACL injury, which is a, which is a nightmare Love, for him yeah. and for the team. Yeah. Start to really show his quality in the middle of the park. Hugo Lloris is out with injury as well. Um, but it, 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 it was another, for me, Rob, disappointing Tottenham performance. I mean, they had a decent start to the game. The, foot, the football was pretty good. Yeah. Um, you know... <laughs> Milan score with the first attack, the first attack of the game, and then of course Milan from that point are going to sit behind the ball. Yeah. And it, it it goes back to when I look at this Spurs team, and we've talked about it, of course, a ton now under Antonio Conte, that that defensively not 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 strong enough. Yeah. But the the players behind the front three, that is another example of not enough quality creativity to, to engage the front three, to ask the right questions, to, 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 to deliver the balls the, the way that they want. And 1-0, of course, you know, Conte was disappointed. Yeah. You know, says, you know, of course, the, the second leg back in, back in North London, you'd still fancy them to turn it around yeah. because Milan are not very good. They've, yeah. got a couple of st- they've got a couple of very good players. Yeah. Rafael Leal plays on the left-hand side. Yeah. Is having a good season for them. Giroud, of course, up front, um, you know, is doing his thing. But, but other than that, then th- there's nothing special about them. The good left side of the side. Hernandez as well plays on that left side yeah. as a wing-back. Yeah. Um, links up with Leal. So it's good, you know, that's it, why it's enjoyable to watch these teams that we don't see all the time because it's, there's some good players there. But I just think Tottenham are disappointing, Rob. And they might yeah. find a way in the second leg, but it's still not very good. I mean, I, I thought it was. I mean, Milan had a couple of good opportunities, a couple of headed chances that they yeah. didn't hit the target. To the, make it two. Centre back to, yeah, to make it two. And mm. then, then you're under pressure. You're right. I, I, I actually saw, um, I was sort of glimpsing, I wasn't watching the game fully, but I, I saw good chunks of the game. I thought Skip and Saul midfield, two young players who were in there. I yeah. thought they did a, a decent yeah. job. Did well. Saul looks like he could be a player, Rob, yep. if he can get some minutes under him. Um, got a bit yes. of athleticism, can play the ball, doesn't mind accepting it, good athlete. Um, so I like that. I was listening to um, a, a radio show in, in England today and they were talking about the, the result and saying, well, you know, it's a 1-0 for Spurs away from home. They can come at home March the 8th, I think, in the uh, new Tottenham mm. Spurs mm. Stadium. And, you know, if they get the crowd behind mm. them, they take chances. They should have a good chance of, of getting through. And, you know, it's important for for, Klopp, uh, for Conte to include Barry Kane, but the questions were being asked, Rob, and it was interesting. Like somebody mentioned Youngman's son and said, "Where are we with Youngman's son now?" Like we all love him; he scored brilliant amount of goals season on season. Twenty three last, yep, se- last season, yep. but at this stage, is he warranting a, t- a spot in the team, or are we at the point where it was Charleston or Anjuma or somebody who the boy? Might it mean, or even going with an extra midfield player in, and playing two, two up, up top? I mean, and I thought, do you know what? As I was thinking, I thought, if I'm a Spurs fan, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a real question right now. Is his form good enough? Are, are, we, are, we, are we keeping him in because of what we know he can do or what he is doing? Because right now what he's doing, Rob, and again, he might say he's deeper on the pitch and the way the defend doesn't help him. We're not seeing the best of Youngman's son, and, and that's a problem because he can be a game winner. 
Absolutely, Rob. It's, it's obviously it's the question to ask right now. I've got it in my notes. It was the next thing I was going to bring up. And for me, the answer is we need to see more of Richarlison. Richarlison came into the game. Yeah. I think Richarlison should be playing on the left-hand side instead of Hyun Min-sun at the moment. Love Hyun Min-sun, what he's done. Um, he's, having a, he's having a difficult season for whatever reason. And that's why you buy extra excellent players. And, and that's why you buy Richarlison. You bring him to the football club is to give that option, to keep the, the front players honest. And right now, Richarlison, in my opinion, should be playing instead of Hyun Min-sun. Again, and I'm sure there's any little fitness details that we don't know about, but assuming that everybody's fit, Richarlison, Richarlison should play. He's the sort of player, Rob, that can make things happen, Richarlison. Now, yeah. I know he can get under the skin of certain people and, and he, can be, he can be emotional, but he's the sort of person. We saw it for Everton. Yeah. Talk about step yeah. up in difficult circumstances and produced goals and wins and performances. And when Spurs aren't going um, full, full, you know, Firing on yeah, all cylinders yeah, in, yeah. in terms of the attacking play, he he is somebody that can change it and change the feeling and change the dynamic. I think he should be starting right from the next go, game. It'll keep Hyun Son hungry, keep him honest, make him realise that he's not an automatic starter. Kulusevski didn't have a brilliant game as well, but I think we've seen he's a little different to Kane, Son, and Richarlison. They're almost like a little, a, a separate little section. Kulusevski's kind of different for me. So I would always have Kulusevski in the side because I, I really like him from the right-hand side. But Richarlison, um, in my opinion, should be playing right now. Human Son needs a little bit of time on the bench. Yeah, I think that was the view of some of the Spurs fans who, who were, were phoning in. I just wanted to get your right. thoughts on that. But yeah, certainly Spurs mm. got, got a bit of work mm. to do. But, you know, I do have mm. a chance yep. in the second leg. And they score early, then, you know, the place comes alive and, and they've got a chance of making it too to the Champions League quarterfinal. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you, if you could? Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Cause we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. NetCredit is here to say yes, because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partners. NetCredit, credit to the people. Hulu is coming in hot this month with new shows, new movies, and all new seasons of your faves. Don't miss FX's Clipped, the story of one NBA team's racial reckoning, starring Lawrence Fishburne. Stream a new season of Shorzy, the underdog hockey comedy that might just knock your teeth out. Then catch the high-speed drama Ferrari, starring Adam Driver and Penelope Cruz. Kick your streaming into high gear this month with so much new stuff to watch on Hulu. Let's take it to a team that has been a spotlight on, Robin. Borussia Dortmund, Chelsea. Dortmund won the up on this one. I know you saw more of the game. Obviously, I was in studio. Just want to get your thought, Rob, just before you, you, you tell us a little bit about the game. I know if you saw yesterday. So, Graham Potter was yeah. asked before uh, in the, his press conference, at, at times, you know, does he have to be a bit nastier as a, as a, as a big six manager? And he, and, he, and he went at some length to talk about his career and where he'd started in the ninth level of English football in the northern whatever league he started, and he's got his way through, you know, via um, Ostergaard yeah. away and, and Brighton and Swansea, and he's now in the court, you know, knockout stage of Champions League. But he also 
sort of, for, for, for me, showed another side of where he said, you obviously don't know what you're talking about. Well. <laughs> yeah, and I kind of liked it, Rob. Yeah. I, I liked it. Like, don't, don't disrespect this guy just because he doesn't come on, you know, doing the Mourinho antics or the, you know, certain way of thing. He's Graham Potter, and he does it in a different way, and, and we have to respect that he's doing it in a different way. And I liked it. I liked that he came out and almost batted the guy back with, it, with, with an answer that, that the question deserved. Yeah, I saw it as well, Rob. I saw it and uh, couldn't agree more with him. Mm. Everybody's different. Yeah. And we can, all, we can all show you champions and legendary managers yeah. of all, from the whole scale, from craziness on the mm-hmm. sideline to Mr. Cool, Calm and, and sit on the bench and not really get involved on the sideline. There's a bit of a thing right now, Rob, in the league, isn't it, where you know fans maybe enjoy seeing their manager jumping around the side. Mikel Arteta plays up to it, in my Conte opinion. Sometimes. I don't think it's natural for him to do that. Yeah, Conte does it. There's a, there's, a, there's a lot of different managers that right now and in previous seasons recently. It's yeah. kind, of, kind of the thing to do. And, I, and I, I have absolutely no problem with Graham Potter doing it the way he's done it. He's been successful at all his other clubs doing it the way. Why, why should he act out and do something different on the sidelines? So I, I, I'd be like him. I'd get angry at that. Like, just, you know, talk about the scrutiny. And this is what comes with, with managing a club of size of Chelsea, that when things aren't great, any little detail that people can find to ask questions and pick holes, they will do it. And maybe that, that's what comes with the territory. But I liked his answer. I liked his kind of, he got a bit, you know, he got a bit uh, peed off of it and, and had yeah. a bit of a snap. Have a little bit of a snap. Don't mind mm. a bit of a snap. I'm with you, yeah. Rob. Have a bit of a snap up. It's, yeah. it's okay. Mm. Um, but in terms of his antics on the sideline, no problem with it. No problem with it. You, you, you know, you, however you want to do it, just be yourself, yeah, be natural. Absolutely. And, you know, and his team, his team, there's, there's flashes, Rob. There's flashes mm. of this Chelsea team coming together. Um, How did he go with James the back four or back three? Better. Did he go back four well, today? He went back for uh, an, an important, really. Ben Chilwell yeah. uh, came into the game. Uh, well, he started the game at left-back. Rob mm. Rhys James looked a million bucks at right-back, as he often does. Yeah. I, think, I feel he's getting stro- fitter and stronger, more Much powerful. Yeah. Loftus-Cheek and uh, Enzo Fernandez in the middle, Rob. It's a 4-2-3-1. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hakim Ziyech on the right-hand side. And Mudrik yeah. still to convince a little bit. And that's yeah. OK. You know, he's going to need a little bit of time. Um, Kai Havers up front. And the star of the show, João Felix. Mm. Player, player, Rob, player, talented, creative, should have scored, you know, maybe, you know, he's got to improve on that because his quality and he is an absolute pest for defenders. I like him in the number 10 position. Um, I think he hit hit the bar in the game, Rob. He 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 had a cipher opportunity put over the top. I mean, Chelsea weren't great and Dortmund going to Dortmund Mm. in that stadium in the Champions League knockout stage is not an easy assignment. Um, and, of course, 1-0 down, you know, it, it, it's not the, the the best result to take to Stamford Bridge, but they're still in this tie. i got to say the goal from the young kid, Karim Adeyemi, 21-year-old young German uh, winger, Rob, yeah. was an unbelievable goal. And then we got a chance to see the highlight. I mean, of course, this was going on at the same time as yeah. the, the Arsenal City game. So, again, two screens going on. So I can't give you every detail of mm. every moment. But this goal, my goodness. I mean, he took the ball as a counter-attack. Chelsea almost scored from a set-piece. And then it goes to Adeyemi about, well, in his own half. And he dribbles it. And he's, he's got a one-on-one situation with the last defending player for Chelsea, the World Cup champion Enzo Fernandez, And he roasts him. Goes by him as if he's not even there. It's not great from Enzo, yeah. by the way. Not great. Like, you, you, 
he, he drifts by him, goes around the goalkeeper, rolls it over the line. It's a wonderful, wonderful individual goal, which anybody who loves the game is going to enjoy that. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant goal. Um, Chelsea caught out, Enzo caught out. But again, th- there was moments where it's coming together. When you've got Ben Chilwell, Robin, you've got mm. Reese James, yeah. you know, adding, yeah. adding their quality from left back. You know, you've got Jal Felix knitting it together. It, it, it's not ideal yet. Of course it's not. Mm. They lost the game. But I'm just saying that there was a couple of little moments where, you know, they showed what potentially they're, they're trying to get to. Again, it was the same system I think they played in the last game, Rob. Yeah, few changes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the right thing for Potter not to complicate things mm. at the moment with, with crazy different systems and changing things, which is what he did a lot, to be fair, at the start of his yeah. reign here. But Jao Felix, I mean, he's one of them that I pay money. I pay the money. I pay the entrance fee just to see him play. Oh, really, really talented and skillful, and adds to this Chelsea team. So, yeah, yeah I've it had was. Two good uh, looks it, at him. Yeah, I saw him at Fulham in the first game when he got sent off for seventy minutes. He was the best player on the pool yeah. by distance. Saw him against West Ham at the yeah. weekend, Rob. I tell you what, he, he's one of those. He's almost like the, the, the Paul Scholes type. His head's on the turn all the time. He's dropping into spaces. He's yeah, moving he's clever. so clever mm. with, with his movement. I, I, I totally yeah. agree. I think. Once the system's set up and they, mm. they've got things right and the protection around him, he, he's going to be a good player. Just, just on that one, Monto, mm. well, two questions I've got. Yeah. One on, on, on Potter, really, just in terms of one nil away from home, from, from Dortmund, certainly not a, a poor result, and they can you know, put that right at Stamford Bridge in, in, in the second leg. But you're saying that, that things start to come, and sometimes we're looking at different things like build-up play, system of play, bit of rotation, start to see some things that you think, yeah, that's, that's, you know, that's coming, that's better, relationships are starting to work. There's, there's some in the press, Rob, who it's all about results. You know, oh, they've lost. Oh, you know, it, does he have to be a little bit careful that he gets enough results to just keep that at bay enough so that whether it's uh, league position, I think the 10th in the league at the moment... Champions League, that yep. there's still an optic that, you know, it's going in the right direction, Rob, even if we're not winning enough, as many games as we like. Because if that turns on him, and if one or two of the press start picking up, like, oh, he's just getting a bit fiery, it could get a little bit nasty between now and the end of the season. Yeah, it, it could, Rob, and I, and I think you're right, and we've seen it before. Mm. We have the benefit of seeing other great managers that have come into their clubs, yeah. um, Pep at the start, of course, the biggest example is, is, is Jurgen Klopp. We saw it with Mikel Arteta at Arsenal, Rob. Yeah. When you're starting a new project and, and you're young players trying to mould a team like mm. uh, all of those managers did, by the way, at their yeah. clubs, there's rocky moments. Mm. And I've said it before and I'll say it again now. What's important for Graham Potter is that, and you hinted at it, Rob, that, that there's a sign of, between now and the end of the season, you said it, going in the right direction. I'd say development, improvement, Progress. Yeah. Progress. Now, if it's progressing and they finish outside the top four, I mean, almost, I mean, so difficult for them to finish in the top four yeah. now, which are, which are, which would be unthinkable, really, with Chelsea with the money they've spent. But mm-hmm. with what's going on and with the changes, and they've still got, they've got like, still got half a dozen players yeah. injured or whatever. Yeah. But I just want to see, for me, I'd want to see some progression and some flashes. Mm-hmm. Okay, this looks better. Enzo Fernandez, Ruben Loftus Cheek, or whatever it is, two great fullbacks. Yeah. Felix doing his thing. Have it starting a few, score a few more goals. Mihailo Mudrik, Rob, still continues for me to be the most important player that needs to work. He needs to work because every every great team I feel like has a has a as a as an outstanding forward, an outstanding forward, and they need one because they. I mean, 
Zhao Felix on loan right now. Now, he maybe, if they sign him, yeah. maybe he can be that outstanding player, that the Burkamp player or, you know, whoever it might be. But Mudrik is the one that there's thought very highly of. He needs to work. And at the moment, we're only seeing just a few flashes of what he can do. So as long as there's progression, Rob, yeah. in my opinion, and I see that it's starting to come together and I see that it's starting to be some, some chemistry and some progress and better results, mm. then... Absolutely no problem with them continuing this project. If they continue to, to, to win one, lose one, draw one, and stay around mid-table at the end of the season, he's going to have a problem. So that, that's as simple as that for me. They've got to climb that table now and, and show like they're improving that, that he is able and capable to mould a team out of these, these potentially great young players. But there's got to be improvement, mate, and it's got to start immediately, hasn't it? Just one more question on this one. Jude Watch. Most coveted young man in European football. How did how, how did Mr. Bellingham look today? Yeah, it looked very good. Again, it, it was hard to get a, a full assessment, Rob. Given yeah. the City game, it was hard to take your eyes off of it. Um, I'll tell you what's interesting. I just I just give you this one. I mean, everybody has incredible um, opinion of, of Jude Bellingham right yeah. now and, and and where he might go and stuff. I listened to um, Didi Haman, former Liverpool player. He did an yeah. interview. I think he was in Germany. Uh, he works for Sky, Sky News Germany, in Germany. Sky they, they, had him on, um, yeah, yeah. they had him on Sky, Sky Sports News in the UK. Mm. And he said something, because he, he really does say it how he, how he yeah. sees it, uh, Didi Haman. And he said, I know there's a lot of hype about him, but, but basically as a young player now at Dortmund, he does what he wants. He mm. does what he wants in midfield. So he looks brilliant going forward. He don't he don't track back. He's not a worker. He's not, you know, he 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 he's enjoying the position that he's got himself into, yeah, being a really key player yeah. and a powerful player. I, I I hope I hope he doesn't let let his kind of um, I don't know his standing right yeah, now in the game sort of yeah. stop him getting away from his is what be a complete midfield player. Still be a complete midfield player again. That's the only place I've heard it, Rob. So I'm not going yeah, big on this. Yeah, but all, yeah. all, I th when we watch him, and I'd love to watch him next time they play in a, in a few weeks' time, the second yeah. leg, just to sort of see what he does off the ball. And, and he, is he a little, dare I say, lazy, out of possession? Didn't see that for England. No. You know, we no, haven't seen it. No. But Didier Mann, a midfield player, mm. a big voice of German football for Sky, for Sky Germany yeah, over there, just said, point, be a yeah. bit careful. Yeah. He, he, he's, he's, a, he's turning into a bit... A bit of a luxury player for Dortmund, so something to, to keep yeah. a, keep an eye on. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, well made. NetCredit is here to say yes because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com/partners. NetCredit, credit to the people. Hulu is coming in hot this month with new shows, new movies, and all new seasons of your faves. Don't miss FX's Clipped, the story of one NBA team's racial reckoning, starring Lawrence Fishburne. Stream a new season of Shorzy, the underdog hockey comedy that might just knock your teeth out. Then catch the high-speed drama Ferrari, starring Adam Driver and Penelope Cruz. Kick your streaming into high gear this month with so much new stuff to watch on Hulu. Uh, let's move on, mate. There's a couple, yeah. couple of more... Um... Big games in the Champions League. Paris Saint-Germain, Bayern Munich, two heavyweights who both feel they can go on maybe and win this tournament. I mean, the big question with Paris Saint-Germain Saint is, 
you know, with Neymar, with Messi, yeah. with Mbappe in your team, you know what you can get on any given day, but you also know what you're not going to get on any given day. Um, Bayern got the goal, um, give themselves a lead, take it back to, to Germany on March the 8th. From PSG's point of view, when Mbappe came on, second half, he had a bit of an injury, um, had a couple of goals disallowed offside and um, clearly... Not goals, but obviously yeah, the threat with him was obvious. Messi had a couple of looks. He'd come back from, from injury. Neymar was a little bit quieter during, during the game. Um, Bayern won their up. Apparently, I, I read somewhere like unbeaten at home for the last 12 months or something. You'd have to fancy them again to get it done away from home, Rob. Enough structure and discipline in the side and, and threat going forward. Um, PSG, what, relying on an Mbappe or Messi magic moment? Yeah, they are. Um, I was actually quite shocked, first half, Rob, how, how poor PSG, PSG were. I mean, bought Bayern Munich for the away team absolutely dominated. Dominated, yeah. dominated possession, dominated territory. I mean, I mean, Mbappe's been coming back from a, a thigh injury, I think it is, a muscle injury, so he's on the bench. Um, the two up front was Neymar and, 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 and Messi with like a little diamond behind them. Um, but, but they were so passive, so defensive, forced back so much by Bayern's pretty simple system formation that they play. They've got plenty of talent. Shopamutin continues to look yeah. a threat at front. Yeah. Well, former Premier League player, of course, I mean, that, that didn't really former shine Stoke in City the Premier player. League. You go from Stoke City to yeah. Bayern. I mean, we've all got a but chance. He looks a threat. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. He, he looked a threat. The, the goal was a really nice goal. Mm. One wing back to the other wing Davis back. Kings of Coman scoring the goal yeah. in the 50th. Yeah, Davis, um, Alfonso Davis to, to Coman on the right hand side comes in, finishes it nicely. 53rd minute. And then, of course, things changed. Kylian mm. Mbappe, Rob, came into the game. Yeah. He comes off the bench um, just before the hour mark. Uh, I think he scores, but it's offside. They're a different team with him. I mean, like the running in behind, the pace that he offers, the pace phenomenal. Offers, they it, were a different team. It looks, Rob, yeah. like when he, he knocks the ball and, and he runs, it looks like somebody's speeding the tape up a little bit. I mean, yeah, his explosive pace Absolutely. is incredible. His feet, his legs. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the only chance I give him. Mm. That's the only chance I give him in the second leg because other than that, I just can't see it. You can't yeah. see it. Yeah. Bayern Munich are good. Bayern Munich are good. And well-organised and really dominated. Julian uh, Nangelsman, of course, is the coach now, a smart coach, disappointed last year. Yeah. But they looked a much better team uh, until until Mbappe comes on and then there's a few flurries. They're flying at Bayern in the, in the last five or ten minutes to try and get something back out of the game. But Bayern, good value, 1-0. Um, and, and again, is this another season where PSG, for all the money they've spent and the talent they've got, can't find a way to, to bring it all together. Um, but we'll see. Mbappe's a special player, and maybe he can do special things at Bayern Munich in a few weeks' time. But um, Bayern, for me, big favourites to go through. Yeah, good show. And one more, there was one more game, Club Bruges, nil Benfica 2, which obviously gives Benfica a great chance of getting through. Club Bruges yeah. is where, I know a former teammate of yours, and we saw him in England, Scotty Parker's gone to Club Bruges, hasn't he? Um, he talked that night when, when we saw him, yeah, I think, at the Emirates, didn't we? We talked, he talked about getting back in, in, into management soon. We weren't sure that was happening a week or two later. Um, I don't believe things have gone that great for him. And obviously, a 2-0 defeat to Benfica, not what you want in the, in the mm. first leg at home. No, that's right. I mean, we, had, we did speak to him real quick. And, uh, yeah, I think, they've, I think they've had, he's had a bit of a nightmare, Rob. I think he's lost, like... Nearly all the games. I think maybe all, all the games but one I think he might have lost since going to, to Club Rouge. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll mm. see. But, I mean, Benfica, 
some club in it, Benfica. Yeah. There's some club. Some talent, they some they talent do well in European competition. They got. I mean, it's, it's incredible. They got an academy like yeah. look to, to die for, with the players that's come through there. Plymouth going for big fees. So well done, Benfica. Second leg at home uh, on March the seventh. Great chance of going through. Yeah, absolutely, they do. So a big story Bob, that was Rob, doing. But, um, yeah, sorry, yeah, I was going to go same place. Big story that was doing the rounds. So Jesse mm. Marsh got sacked ten days ago at Leeds, and then he was installed as favourite for the Southampton job. Apparently, went down to St Mary's today. Had talks with. The ownership group and, and everybody thought it was a matter of just put, dotting the I's, crossing the T's. And then news mm. came out that there's been a, a breakdown in communication between the two that Marsh has left and it doesn't look like he's going to be at all involved with the football club. Um, what's your take on this? We had our, our Premier League insider, David Ornstein, on, on today. He, talks, he said to, to us today that it's down to two things, Rob. Length of contract and amount of money that he was he was either going to be paid or would earn over that period. And both of those were not what he wanted, so he decided to walk away from the opportunity. Is this, is this hmm. a good call for Jesse, well, do, do you think? I and mean, we don't know the detail, and obviously the length of contract would suggest that they've almost gone maybe a six month till the end of the season, and then we'll, let's take a look at it there. Maybe Jesse wanted a little bit more, maybe an 18 month or something, to know that... If he, if he, if they mm. did go down, and listen, yeah. they're, they're all, you know, some might suggest they're on the way there now. That he gets a chance one year to bring them, bring them back up. But um, I'm disappointed for him, Rob, that he's, he's not getting the chance to prove he's better than what many people feel that he, he's done in the league. Yeah, and and let's face it, if the reports are true, Rob, he still he still had that chance to do that. Mm. But I get it. Why does he want to give everything for, for six months? They get relegated and they, and they bin him off and get rid, of, get rid of him at that point anyway. Surely if they, if they like him enough to take over in this really difficult situation, they'd like him potentially to bring them back up again and start again and build another team. He's built, you know, he, he made a lot of changes at Leeds United. Yeah. The team was very much, with the signings that they made, play, players that he knew was looking good in many, many departments. I said it, I'll say it again. I thought he was unlucky to lose his job at Leeds United. I think they should have continued with him. Now they're having a, a nightmare trying to find a replacement. Yeah. It's just, if it was not an 18-month contract, I kind of get it from Jesse March because it's really difficult to stay up. Um, and then your, your reputation takes another hit, of course. But also, Rob, from his point of view, he's not going to get... He's not going to get... And this, this, I just go back to if it was just a six-month contract. Yeah. And that's a big decision because... Mm. I don't know whether he gets another Premier League job anytime soon. This this was a even if it was a and I t I kind of agree with him that you've got to give me eighteen months. If we go down, then give me a chance to to go again. There's a, the, with the ownership there and the new, the young players. It kind of made sense. I think tactically it would have been difficult for him to maybe adjust his style to. Oh, we, we got to grind a little bit. We're bottom of the league table. Um, whether he would have done that, I don't know. There's the RB, the Red Bull connection, yeah. of course, with yeah. managers, Hassan Hurtle and, and, and the past there, the club like that style. But if uh, let me throw a question to you, Rob. Yeah. If, if you're in your situation, right, yeah. and you, you're realistic, Rob, and mm. you're thinking, I ain't gonna get, I'm not going to get another Premier League job, I'm still going to take it, yeah. and I'm going to take my chances, yeah. and if I keep this team up, then gangbusters, new yeah. contract, and, I, and I've re rejuvenated myself. Mm. Or... Well, I want 18 months, and I'm going to kiss goodbye my chance of ever being a Premier League manager again, Rob. What would you do? Well, Is that the scenario? It's interesting, and I maybe come at it different with a different set of eyes. Based on where we are now, 
I don't think Jesse Morse gets another Premier League job anyway. Right. I don't think he gets another Premier League. So, so I this would, is it. So I would take it. I would back myself ah. and my coaching, and I would take right. it. Because I think if I go down, then I wasn't going to get another Premier League job. If I if if I if yeah. I change some things and people yeah. even see some things, they might go. You know what? I like that word mm. Jesse Marshall in those last yeah. sixteen games. I just feel Rob. There's, yeah. there's, there's ever only twenty seats in the Premier League. Probably ten to yeah. fourteen of them you're never going to get. So these five or six that you you've got a chance of. Somebody's offered you one of those seats. I'm going to sit my backside down in it and do my best I can with a young group of players. You talked about. It's quite a nice fit. Jesse Marsh and Southampton actually mm. feels a nice fit. Kind of. Less kind pressure. Of less pressure yeah. on, uh, under the radar, can go and work and, and you know, work with, with a new group and young players. And I don't know, I just, I just hope he hasn't missed the opportunity of showing in 16 games. Because he can coach, Rob. He, he, he can coach. Mm. He's a good coach. Mm. 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 The, the, the only other thing, Rob, is if, uh, if, he, if he's got a sense that... Because our understanding is that his family are there and they love it. Yeah, yeah. And the kids are in school, mm. apparently, and they're really enjoying it. And they, I think they want to stay in England. Whether yeah. there's a, 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 a championship job, possibly, Rob, in the summer mm. that might appeal to him, that gives him a chance to get back in. Yeah. But, I mean, you, th- you know, I, I, I don't know. Vincent Company's gone and took a job at Burnley. Burnley yeah. got relegated. Yeah. Vincent Company took yeah. that job. He's turned the club around. They play in a different style. Looks like they're going to get promoted again. Vincent Company is going to be a Premier League manager. So it is possible. And sometimes yeah. you have to take a, a step mm. down to get that chance to bring him back up again. Um, so, May, I, I, I just I just really hope we see Jesse Marsh again in English football with a chance yeah. to prove himself again. And he's got to do that now after losing the job at Leeds United. But, but again, I, I, I just... I just think it was too soon, too soon at Leeds United. Um, but but I, I, I think I agree with you, Rob, on your or in your shout with that. Six months, okay, let's go. Let, let's have a go because he, he might regret it if he doesn't get another sniff and he ends up leaving the country and comes back to the US or wherever. Maybe the national team is the next thing for him. I don't know. But, yeah, I thought we were going to see him at Southampton and I, and I kind of didn't mind it. Difficult job, yeah. but the way he is, the, the enthusiasm he brings... I thought it was a it was a pretty good fit as well. So yeah, it's a big story, and I'm mm. disappointed the way it's ended. Yeah, we'll wait till see at the end of the season if any jobs or any seats come up in the Premier League or the Championship. Yeah. Listen, mate, we're going to wrap this up on a day when the reigning champions just had a little bit too much for Arsenal in the biggest game of the season at the Emirates. We're going to be back on Sunday, that's February the 19th. We'll recap match week 23 of the Premier League and the big game there on the Saturday: Newcastle versus Liverpool. Always a, a game with. Lots of incident, usually lots of goals. But for now, I'm Earl. He's Musty, together with the two Robbies. Thanks for watching and listening. Be safe, stay healthy. It's a good night from me. And it's good night from him. Good night. Good night. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com partners. NetCredit. Credit to the people. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than a life policy. 
It's about the promise and the responsibility that comes with being a new parent. Being there day and night and building a plan for tomorrow, today. For the ones you'll always look out for, trust Amica Life Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.